There is a running joke in my apartment among my roommates that I don't date. That anyone who's interested in Hadi better come ready to propose. It is very, very much absurd, but there's some level of truth in there. And that is, I don't really date. And I trace that in part to personality, being a bit more shy or being more quiet. But there's also something that's tied to my religious identity and my both my religious and cultural upbringing. Dating has always been fraught with what I thought I should be doing, what I thought would be right. And since my time in college up to now, my criteria for what I wanted in the partner has changed. And I've, I've been forced to reconsider things that I thought were set in stone. I used to be um, the person who wouldn't date someone who's not Muslim. But you realize really soon, especially in the U.S., that then the pool of people uh, that is left that could be interested in you and then you be interested in back is really, really limited. And what I've come to realize is that this is a constant conversation I'm having with myself. And that's the conversation that many of my friends who happen to also be Muslim women also have or have had. With that, welcome to Love in the Age of Minder. I'm your host, Hadi Berry. For episode one, I have the wonderful pleasure to bring you a conversation with one of my dearest friends. And without further ado, here we go. Hi, Sasha. How are you? I'm good. How are you, dude? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. No problem. So tell me, how was Valentine's Day? (laughs) Oh, Valentine's Day. (laughs) Well, I spent it in my office, um, basically feeling very single. One of my coworkers got engaged two days ago, um, which is really interesting timing. I imagine he should have done it, like he should have proposed on Valentine's Day. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Well, to, to basically, maybe I'm cheap, I don't know, but like to avoid having two different days where he has to do things, do you know what I mean? You are cheap. (laughs) <laughs> so are you <laughs> it's so funny oh so how does that make you feel um i think it's just really funny because i i feel like everyone around me is like getting married or engaged mm. or in serious relationships um it's you know it's like particularly scary when your white guy friends start getting married like that's when you know you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> like <laughs> i think uh they've made it there <laughs> Yeah, seriously, it's just it's just really funny. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm I'm like in a much better place about that stuff these days because, as you know, I've just started to live on my own and it's been quite nice. Mm. So I'm I'm really enjoying that and like imagining being you know to like having to share my space with someone and like not being able to make a mess and not being able to leave the dishes in the sink. Mm. Like that's a little hard right now. So I'm good. I can imagine. Yeah, so, girl. How are you? You tell me. <laughs> I am good. Um, did something a bit outside of my comfort zone recently. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I know. It's a bit <laughs> weird. Um, Very proud of you, dude. So I did kind of <laughs> ask him out, and I wasn't flat out rejected, so I, I guess that's a good sign. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, yeah, I do not have any strong um, expectations. But... Before we dive back to me, 
I wanted to hear more about that guy you met in London. Um, <laughs> all right. So for the sake of this person's privacy, I'm going to use the nickname. As um, always. So we're going to use we're we're going to use candy like different candy names. Okay. It's okay. like does that work? Perfect. <laughs> not to like objectify men as being like candy or anything. Or maybe doing that. Why not? Whatever. <laughs> man candy. Hashtag man candy. Um, but um, let's call this person Jubilee, which is uh, Pakistani chocolate, mm. which is very apt because this particular person is Pakistani chocolate. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, basically I was in England and had to go there for some work stuff. Um, was staying with a family friend of mine, and uh, she introduced me to this person who's a good friend of hers. Um, Jubilee, as I mentioned, is from Pakistan, same as me. Um, That's rare. Really you, never like, meet, you never meet a Pakistani guy you're yes, that into. Exactly. So, for, for Hadi knows this already, but basically, my problem is that I have like forbidden fruit syndrome. <laughs> so. <laughs> I always fall for like exactly the kind of person that my parents would never be okay with, let alone forget my parents, like the rest of my family, um, you know, or, or even me, honestly, like I think about it kind of like what I ideally think I mm. want from, from like a potential person and it never really matches up with the kind of guys I fall for. So it's quite rare when like, it's like a unicorn when, <laughs> when you find someone, when I find someone um, who fits like who checks all the boxes basically for me like for my value set but also like what my parents would be happy with so anyway jubilee really cool guy um mm -hmm. he has no idea that i <laughs> that i like him at least sure I think sure so. let, let, let's let's pretend that he doesn't have an idea um i'm pretty sure he doesn't i'm not like you know i, I overthink these things a lot and i'm uh, like notoriously like hesitant to say anything about it but I feel like I'm also really bad at hiding it so mm. um but anyway yeah so I got to know this person through my friend um who I was staying with and we within the span of like a week and a half spent you know ended up hanging out quite a bit all together and it's just cool when like someone has like a very similar background to you and they've grown up like with the same references, like, okay, if you talk to me about, like, Dr. Seuss, I have no idea, you know, I, for a long time, had no idea what that was, but if you talk to me about, like, you know, Vital Signs, which is a very popular Pakistani band, or Strings, or, you know, um, like, Jubilee Chocolate is another, <laughs> another example, uh, it's just, like, it's really nice when people get it, like, yeah. you don't have to translate a whole lot. Um, I think we've talked so about yeah. it. It's like um, the reference in Americana where she said it's yeah. kind of nice to be with someone where you don't have to translate things. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like so much more natural. I feel like you have to expend so much less energy trying to like give context on things mm -hmm. or like literally translate things because that's the other nice part is that when you speak the same language... Uh, you know, we both speak Urdu. It's just like you get on, along on that level. Okay. Um, so what's so special about, um, you said Jubilee guy? Yes. Beside the fact that he's Pakistani, so probably Muslim too, which I, mm -hmm. which is good, yes, always so good to have. That's always the, the like number one point to look for, is, is the person Muslim, for me at least. Okay, but was there anything else about him that made like, <clears throat> your encounter special? 
Yeah, dude. Okay, so you know, like, people have this whole stereotype of like, oh, like, I want a bad boy. Like, <laughs> oh, I want, the, I want a guy who has a bit of an edge. Like, this guy had none of that. Like, <laughs> this genuinely nice kid, like, really, really nice guy, very considerate, very polite. Um, definitely, like, not a boring guy or not a, not a doormat by any means, mm-hmm. but um, and had, like, a fantastic sense of humor, which I think is super important. Um, and knowing my, like, I'm, I have, a, like, a 15-year-old, like, boy's potty humor. Like, yep. that's kind of my humor. And um, to be on the same wavelength on that kind of stuff is pretty great. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was definitely good. So it's quite refreshing when you see someone who still has, like, a personality, but also has manners and is, like, polite and, and you know, chivalrous, I suppose. I remember the first time I found out that you had a new crush. Uh, our friend mentioned that he was a party <laughs> animal. And I know this is a big deal breaker for you. So I have to say, I'm really curious, what has changed <laughs> yeah. over the past years that you're willing to kind of overlook it? And like for you, when you think about what you want in a partner in the future, mm-hmm. what is it that has changed in your approach to it? And and what is it that you've been more and more willing to reconsider? Well, okay, to be completely fair, characterizing this person as a party animal, like there are different categories of party <laughs> animals, um, and he's probably on the milder side of it. So basically what that means is that he does drink, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, obviously being Muslim, like that's a pretty big kind of red flag. Um, but as I understand it, I don't think he drinks a whole lot. Like, I think it's just, like, once in a while. Um, and that normally would have been enough to be a deal-breaker for me. Uh, but I think what I've realized over time... Well, I've, I've seen... So some of my cousins, the guys that they've married, um, really great guys. Like, I super get along with them. They're just, like, fantastic. They really love my cousins. Um, but, you know, they, they do drink once in a while. And initially, I was kind of like, well, like, that kind of sucks. And, you know, my... Cousins were like, yeah, it's not ideal, but honest, honestly, they never do it in front of us. Mm-hmm. They don't do it in the house. Um, they do it, like, very rarely with their friends, and it's never, like, enough to cause any trouble. Uh, and it's something that, like, doesn't affect their relationship in a negative way. And, I mean, I didn't really buy that 100% at the time, but I'm starting to get a little bit more um, okay with it because at the end of the day, I look at things like drinking, which, you know, are, like, pretty pretty clearly, like, forbidden in Islam yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, I do think that at the end of the day, like, with religion, I feel like so much of it is, is like, it's your relationship with God. And, like, it, there are plenty of people, there are plenty of, like, very openly practicing Muslim men and women who are, you, you know, they do, like, they check all of the boxes on, like, praying five times a day and, you know, fasting and all of that stuff, but then they're just not nice to each other. Like, they're not nice to other people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I remember learning really early on in, in life, um, and maybe this is the way that I was raised, like, with, you know, with this kind of understanding of religion, that um, more important than what you personally do uh, for religious reasons is what you do that affects other people. So, like, in my understanding, if you're kind of an asshole, 
but you pray five times a day. <laughs> That's like less preferable than if you like kind of miss prayers once in a while, or if you're not 100% practicing, but you're really good to other people. Mm. Like I think the being good to other people part is really, really important. Um, and honestly, that's what's drawn me in the past to non-Muslim guys, too. Because I feel like just from a pure value level, like take, take out the religious equation, right? And just leave the value set, like the being good to your neighbor and being a good person and like taking care of those around you, taking care of your family, your environment, whatever. Um, a lot of non-Muslim guys who drink have been like the subjects of my undying crushing crushiness <laughs> to say the least <laughs> because of those things because they've been good guys and so i just was like well why don't i extend the same courtesy to muslim guys like why do mm. i have different standards for them when it comes to that stuff and um you know and i came around to that realization that look at the end of the day that kind of thing like drinking um you know or if they've had relationships with girls before as long as it's not going to affect me in the future it's like one of those things where it's not ideal. I'd rather not, but it's not like a deal breaker at, uh, anymore for me, I suppose. Sorry, that was a really long winded I know, I know. <laughs> no, but. It's because I'm still like, like struggling with that a little bit, I guess, but. It makes me, I, I feel like I've gone through a similar thing. Um, yeah. But I do feel like for me, uh, it was never such a strong, as strong as, a deal breaker as it's always been for you so I was always so when you mentioned him I wanted to really want wanted you to really think about is that really something that you'd be comfortable with or is it yeah. you feeling that uh, you can't have what you want so you better just change right. your expectations and I just really wanted to make sure that that's something you're very comfortable with and you don't yeah. take a position that's not yours just because yeah of, no yeah. i mean that's absolutely fair and you know i would imagine in a scenario where like if this if this person ever like reciprocated his their my feelings for him uh that we would have an like an open and honest conversation about this and say like look um you know what you do on uh, in your personal life like to some extent is your own business and then after a while it doesn't become your business if it's going to be me and you together for the rest of our life type of thing so If it's, you know, again, like if it's something that is very just restricted to something that he does that doesn't affect anyone else. I mean, it's the kind of thing, right? Like you can imagine uh, him pretending that he's given up alcohol yeah. just in front of me and then doing it behind my back and me never finding out unless like until I find out. <laughs> I'd rather that, you know what I mean? Like I do that kind of stuff all the time. Like I'd rather it be in the open. And us have a frank discussion about it and say, like, look, um, here's, here's the parameters. Uh, what you do, you know, with your religion is your, your problem. It's, it's not something that I endorse. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to be that person who tries to change you. Because I think that's really dangerous, too, because then people end up resenting each other for that stuff. But you're not also just, like, holding out for him. Are you, are you still oh. dabbling into the online <laughs> dating <laughs> space? Oh, dude. So, if you recall, I think you were one of the people to bully me into making an online dating account. Uh, um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, okay, like, let's say strongly encourage instead of bully. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, it's basically, like, for, for background, 
um, a lot of friends of mine, especially like the married ones, would get were on my case for a long time about like, look, how else are you going to meet guys, um, especially like living abroad and not really having that sort of network that you normally would back home. So you need to try this like on these online like Muslim dating sites. So I said, all right, fine, let me give it a shot. So everything from Minder to Muzmatch to, you know, Coffee Meets Bagel with a lot of filters, um, I've tried. And um, I matched, like, so it's very, like, very horrible luck across the board <laughs> on all of those apps. I think it's just, it's a matter of, I don't know, I don't know what it's a matter of, to be honest with you. It's mm-hmm. just, like, bad selection or, or just... This online dating in general, I feel like it's such a weird phenomenon because you always wonder what's next. Like you, you always in the back of your head think you have other options. Oh, I see. Um, and I think I'm more of a victim to that kind of mentality than I am like someone who um, perpetuates that kind of mentality. Because I get so fixated on like the one person that I match with that I'm like, okay, I really need to get to know this person, blah blah blah. And then I find out that like that's not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to like wipe yes to everyone and then like try your luck you know what i mean like try your luck it's um what's the phrase that people use it's like shooting in a barrel like shooting fish in a barrel or something like that I don't where know. you just I'm like really bad keep shooting these. until you finally like shoot a fish which is a very weird very weird metaphor something i know and i've always wanted to ask you is that your younger your younger sister got married very recently oh we're going we're going there aren't we we are going there and <laughs> when you tell us the news i have to say i was a bit a bit worried for you because i didn't know how you would take it um so i'm curious to see now that you have had all the celebrations and she's settling into her married life how does that make you feel as the first daughter yeah i mean look um I think this isn't just something particular to to like Pakistani culture, but there's definitely a bit of a taboo around like the the younger sister getting married before the older sister. Um, and I was expecting, and I mean, I did like get a lot of shit from some like people, but I'll be very honest. I actually am very lucky that my family is who they are because they they were super chill about it, and they were actually like. They initially kind of, when when this was going on, they initially were like, you know, hey, like, you know, do you mind if, like, we allow her to talk to this family, even though, you know, you're the older sister? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to stand in the way of my sister's happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's sort of what, what I've gone back to. Like, of course, there's going to be a little bit of, like, me being a little worried, like, society is going to treat me a little bit like damaged goods. Um, I'm less worried about how my family... Um, went about it and more worried about, like, in the future if I meet a guy and, you know, something happens, is his family going to think I'm there's something wrong with me because I'm the older unmarried sister? Mm. Um, but to be honest with you, dude, it was really funny. At the wedding, I had such a blast. And I, I totally embraced the role of, like, being the older, like, spinster sister. <laughs> Um, you also were looking really good (laughs) oh thanks (laughs) yeah it was the first time ever i was dragged by my mother and my sister to the salon to get dressed which you know me you know how like um resistant i am to like girly things and like the fact that that one like me buying red lipstick was this like big event 
when we were like what seniors in in uh, in college. In college. Yeah. And that and now that's so, all you wear. <laughs> yeah, that's literally now I don't know what else to <laughs> like I started experimenting with like pink lipstick, which is a big deal. Um <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so I actually so I'm like you know, I'm like pretty close to my sister um and I would never like even though we have our differences on and off, like at the end of the day we're pretty close. And um, I would never, like, imagine making her wait to to be happy. And I don't feel any bad way about it. Um, but I feel I feel nervous for what other people will think of me. Not necessarily, like, people who are irrelevant to my life, but people who, like, you know, like I mentioned, if I have future in-laws, like, trying to convince them that I'm not, like crazy or <laughs> that I'm, you know, that there isn't something wrong with me. That's what I'm worried about. Um, like, I'll give you an example. Basically, the only people who've actually made made a comment about this and honestly done it in a way to drive a wedge between me and my sister are some like older women that are distant relatives. Um, but these these women in particular, um, it was in the middle of one of my sister's like celebrations where they came up to me and they were like, oh, your sister left you behind. Oh, she didn't even want to wait for you to go, to go first. Like, aren't you angry with her for that? And I was thinking, I was like, wow, you guys are heinous bitches. Like, <laughs> that's really fucked up. <laughs> like, why would you say that? That's, so, that's like super rude, A. And then B, like, you're actually trying to start a fight between me and my sister. Like, back the fuck off. So. Okay. So kind of cool. Am I cutting too much? Is this going to be like censored or oh, something? Oh no, not at all. You're good. Oh good, okay. <laughs> How could I censor you? There'll be no content. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So in closing, I I'm actually kind of curious like if you're thinking about how different it is for a Muslim woman to date especially in the US compared to other women. Of course, there's some similarities and there's always kind of the mm -hmm. similar dance. But is there something in particular that you think is specific to being a Muslim woman? Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's definitely... For me, I can't, I, I'm not going to pretend to speak for all Muslim women because I do know that there's some Muslim women who are a lot more liberal than me. There are others that are a lot more conservative than me. So I fall kind of in a weird place in the middle. Um, but from my experience, what I've found is I, I think I'm a little bit jealous of how um, easy it is for, like, women who, you know, don't have the same, like, hang-ups that I do, um, whether that's brought on by, like, their religious beliefs or otherwise. Um, I, I just, I'm a little jealous of how easy it is for them to, like, express that they like someone and, like, you know, so, for example... My, some of my friends will tease me and they're like, oh, like, why don't you go in for a kiss? Or like, oh, all you need to do is get drunk and like drunkenly make out with the guy and then the rest is like going to sort itself out. Um, and I think that like one of the hardest things I'd ever had to do was to like tell someone that I liked who again was a non-Muslim and that was probably a pretty stupid idea now that I think back to it. Because in my head I was like, oh yeah, he'll convert, like totally fine. Um, <laughs> course not going to happen but I think one of the hardest things in the world was like verbalizing <laughs> how I felt um and you know it was just painful and and I'm not great at like when you know I'm, I can joke around and stuff like that but when it comes to serious stuff 
Um, and especially things like you can't rehearse what you're going to say in those scenarios, or you can try and it just won't work. I just that was a really really difficult moment. Like it was painful saying the words and seeing the reaction like play out in slow motion in my face. Um, where I feel like if I was you know if I just went in for like a kiss and got like pushed back or something like that, it's a little bit less humiliating. I mean, it's still humiliating in some ways, but. It's just a little quicker, <laughs> like you rip the band-aid off as opposed to like you explain how you feel and then the other person has to explain like why they're rejecting you. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I think that's probably the hardest part. Um, I just wish like there was, there was an easier like way of, or a more acceptable way of being expressive about liking someone um, you know, I just, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm also not of the belief that it always has to be the guy who makes the move. Like, I think in every situation where I've found myself, like, being really attracted to a guy, I've usually, like, tried to make it, like, tried to be the one to be proactive about saying something or doing something about it. Um, but it's just really tough. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, girl. Have a good night. I'll call you, you later. Bisou. Right, Tune in every Tuesday going forward for conversations with women that I admire and who so willingly agreed to let me peer into their love lives. A bientôt.